an immensely warm welcome to each and every one of you to episode 118 of Near Perfect Pitch. Well, I can tell you this week that uh, the programme is brought to you by Fred Abong, the peanut butter chocolate chip, ex-throwing musician, belly bassist, renowned drummer, academic and uh, new now solo artist. And uh, talking to Fred at the end of the programme about all his recent antics, the the quickly released last two mini LPs, and you are in for a treat too because there are a litany of uh, new releases amidst the usual features, such as... Obligatory Fall, Cover Me. The uh, hat trick this week is a Simeon hat trick. Look it up if you don't know what that means. Oh, look, just got a thumbs up here from Paul Rutherford. Hey, Paul. Um, There's the weekly peel, Tinterweb time, and losing one's shit, not to mention, of course, our essential wax, which this week is uh, the Frank and Walters. Very sad news. Again this week, we've lost lost more talent, and uh, we lost Keith Flint this week. Very, very sad news. The Prodigy were a pretty singular outfit, weren't they? Here's Breathe.
the lead track to their WLP from 2009 entitled Reservoir 
on Rafflebat Records. That's Van Farlow, a, a London Swedish folk pop conglomerate. That's I'm a pilot, fanfarlow.com to learn more. And before that, The Prodigy. Rest in peace, Keith. Lovely man by all accounts. Never had the, uh, the opportunity to meet him, but uh, those I know who have are consistent in saying he was the toppest, the very toppest of men. That's Breathe, their 10th single. The Prodigies, that is, off their third LP, 2012's The Fat of the Land on Excel Records. Rest in peace. Now it's over to Blackburn for some new material by this top new outfit called The Illicits. Here's a tune called Smoke Me Away.
They are back. That's off the brand new Saved Symmetry LP. And that is out. Get it via www.fiat-lux.co.uk. Marvellous stuff. And uh, also don't forget that they're really only LP proper, which was a mini LP for the European market, really hired history, which has only been on vinyl uh, for goodness knows how long since uh, since the mid 80s it's now available on cd with all the bonus beats through the marvelous cherry red records and that's out on april the 19th so go to the cherry record site and get your copy of that because that in its own right is a diamond of an lp as is save symmetry their uh, their latest and greatest again fiat lux before that from blackburn staying in uh, britain's northwest that was a top tune i reckon that's uh, by the illicits of their latest single from late last year entitled smoke me away right then next up let's hear something off uh, the new and wlp by uh, london's old and by old i mean auld the lp is called mainstream music and the song we're going to hear is called trendy trendy
loves me, loves me, loves me not. WEI populate itself and that is there is no love between us anymore thoroughly depressing and that uh, is a single from 1988 their fourth single and before we heard the wonderful populate itself we heard off the brand new LP mainstream music by London's old a song called trendy trendy oldmusic.bandcamp.com and that's a-u-l-d as opposed to o-l-d time for our first a special feature of the week. It's this week's obligatory fall up track, which this week is featuring something off their last LP, their 31st from 2017 New Facts Emerge. Gibbous Gibson. Talks to the tattoos, militia. goes he rolls his eyes Gibbous Gibson strikes again Gibbous Gibson strikes again Gibbous Gibson Strikes again His sound Misses appointments By his Neck prescription For his old man Gibbers Gibbons Strikes again Gibbous Gibson strikes again In the pack He flies And another Rolls his eyes Sorry, she covers. Give us, 
Love that second LP from 1990, Formula One generation. That is the Poo Sticks with Teenage High on uh, Sherry Records and Sympathy for the Record Industry Records. And before that, Gibbs Gibson by The Fall, our obligatory fall art track for this week off their last ever Studio LP 2017's New Facts emerge next we're going to hear some sample mains and then after that we'll get to, we'll get to another special feature actually we'll get to our cover me so clunk click get ready for some simple minds and then a really tasty cover version to follow i 
atmosphere as done by eccentric blah blah off the glass plus compilation 13 exclusive songs and recordings for the first time on vinyl limited to 300 copies on blue transparent vinyl with track art insert and download paper get that from the shop at tapat records shop.tapatrecords.com that's t-a-p-e-t-e records.com and that's our cover version for this week our cover me and before that i've sparked in the rain on virgin records their sixth lp from 84 that's simple minds with east at easter we're 10 songs in to the program next up we're going to hear something uh, on uh, nude records from 96 most famous uh, for uh, for suede of course but uh, there were other acts on nude not not a lot but uh, goya dress were one of them they had an lp and four singles on the label uh, coming up in the remainder of the program new release wise you can hear some uh, new uh, material by john dredge who i think i'll play after goya dress actually you've got the hat trick forthcoming which is going to house a new release uh, uh well a technical new release it's a re-release of sorts we've also got new material by lost ships pompoco uh, major murphy and uh, at the end of the program we've got uh, some new material by finian aside from new releases what can you hear well we've got a hat trick coming up we can hear some blow monkeys and some tanya donnelly some delacota some always Ooh, our peel there session this week is echo and the bunnymen which is rather tidy some t street band loads of stuff to look forward to 20 more songs to trawl through for the remainder of this episode for now though here's some goya dress Queen 
Yeah, that's a little bit late. That's Pancake Day by John Dredge and the Plinths. It was last week was Pancake Day, but it's reasonably current, so it still counts. John Dredge and the Plinths.bandcamp.com, where you can snag all their material. And before that, with their third of four singles on Nude Records from 96, that's Goya Dress with Glorious. Well, that's what we just heard. Now, Save Me by Asia Fields is uh, playlisted next. That's a uh, single. It's actually the lead track to the burst single from 1990 on Frank Records, but it appears on the wonderful Cherry Red Records compilation Goodbye Frank, which you can snag from the label. And then after Save Me, we're going to hear something by Lost Ships. Stay tuned, as they say.
Rose sings the big tunes Believes in wonder Dissects a horoscope A testament to hope She's incidental But unforgettable It's not her real name But that's just detail Lives for the moment Saves for a rainy day Gives doubt the benefit When hopes the world away Catches the big wave Not inconceivable Yet unbelievable Ray talks a good fight Under the duvet Brings home the bacon so long as dinner is laid on the table Ketchup and mayonnaise It's not for connoisseurs But then you'd be amazed Lives for his paycheck And all his hair is fake Contorted into a sinister mistake His chin's are numerous Loud and delusional It's not unusual So this is my town And this is your town too And Razor David And Rosa Janice Who steps out of her world Just for a minute And wakes up with David And one and one makes two It's such a short life For such a long face What goes around now Might come around in haste And as the song goes over the rainbow into tomorrow Oh, it's coming back It's coming back It's coming back Oh, it's coming back It's coming back It's coming back I do like them. That's Lost Ships. Rose sings the big tunes off last year's quite magnificent Best Laid Plans EP. Lostships.bandcamp.com. We can get your copy. And before that, uh, Mankindy Merchants, Asia Fields, going all the way back to 1990 on Frank Records. And that is a Save Me. Now it's time to be saved from me, at least uh, for three in a row for our hat trick. You don't get to hear my miserable voice for the next little while. Anyway, um, three in a row, uh, usually... Usually there's not a theme. There is this week. It's a Simeon hat trick. It's all monkey related. We'll kick things off with Digging Your Scene by the Blow Monkeys. See you fade away 
Dark, dark within 
Tanya Donnelly. That's Moonbeam Monkey off her second solo LP from 2002 entitled Beauty Sleep. And that's the third in our Simeon hat trick. So uh, that's our monkey theme. And before we heard uh, Moonbeam Monkey, we heard a new release. Well, it's not. It's a re-release. It uh, was originally released in uh, 2002, I believe. Um, that is Sarah Cracknell aiding the wonderful Funky Monkey with Tomorrow's Girl, and that's going to be re-released very, very soon on a uh, new LP called The Forgotten Will, called The Forgotten World of Tree Castle. And kicking things off, the Blow Monkeys of Animal Magic from 86. That's their second album, and uh, their seventh single is Digging Your Scene off said record. And that's our simianatric for this week. Next up, some Della Cota, very, very closely followed by some Always. Yeah. 
Toronto's Frankly Ace, always, off their 2014 debut self-titled LP. That's uh, always.bandcamp.com, and it's double V as opposed to a W in uh, in always. And before that, actually, I can tell you what we heard. That's Archie Marry Me, Godot. And uh, before that, it was a rock by Delacota, their debut single from uh, 98. Uh, it's uh, created by uh, ex-members of Senseless Things, namely Cass Brown and Morgan Nichols, with uh, with Des Murphy as well from Los Bastardos and Genius Freak. They weren't around for long, but uh, they did uh, they did do some dance numbers along the lines of what we just heard. The Rock. They are well, they were rather rather good. Nineteen songs into the program, got about ten, eleven, twelve more to go. Let's go to Oslo now and hear something new from Pompoko. I am grown. 
week's weekly peel that's echo on the bunny men all the way back to august 1979 and uh, villiers terrace before that uh, we heard something from oslo from pompoco specifically it's uh, a track pulled off their new birthday lp and uh, it's a song called peachy pompoco.bandcamp.com p-o-m-p-o-k-o another new release coming up this is uh, from michigan's major murphy's really really good stuff this lead track to their new lafayette ep come by sunday
Liverpool's T Street Band. That's off their fantastic self-titled debut record from 2014. That's Summer Dreaming, facebook.com slash T Street Band to learn and keep up with them. And before that, we had Major Murphy from Michigan off their Lafayette EP lead track, Come by Sunday and majormurphy.bandcamp.com is how you can keep up to date with them. Now it's time for a little bit of this. Turn to have time, boys and girls. It's your weekly heaping of digital fodder and ephemera. Now, um, you know those songs that you hear on occasion, you go, my goodness, that is so derivative of whatever it might be years previous it's it's a riff it's a chord sequence it's one of those adverts that you hear where they push the limits whereby they sample just enough notes not to be litigious but there's also those songs that uh, do come to fruition with the artist completely unaware of perhaps similar songs that uh, occurred uh, previously in history now jerry and the holograms this was brought to my attention by Fleeg, a mate from Yorkshire. And uh, you can go to, uh, to YouTube and look up Jerry and the Holograms, the song called Jerry Holograms. And as you can see, well, not as you can see, it's as you can hear, the vocal melody of Blue Monday by New Order owes much to the song Jerry and the Holograms, which I've just mentioned to you. It's a 79 uh, release on a single uh, entitled Meet the Dissidents. This was acknowledged in turn by the Guardian newspaper in 2014. And they go on to say that uh, Jerry and the Holograms, published by Absurd Records in 1979, was actually a composition of a a satiric artist, C.P. Lee, Y. Los Trios Albertos Paranoias and his friend John Scott, all components of New Order, knew Lee, but decided that what they had to do was laugh at him. They were never sued. Bernard Sumner, composer, singer and songwriter of New Order, responded to this similarity in an interview with the publication Northern Soul in October 2014. And when asked by journalist Andy Murray, he said, I had never heard it. I never I swear by my life, you know I heard someone else say this the other day, so I'll pretend that I devoted my attention. All drink from the same well. There were several influences on Blue Monday, but that was not one of them, I can say from the bottom of my heart. No, it's just not true. If it were, I'd admit it. Well, listen to it, and if you want to buy it, go to Finders Keepers Records. He re-released it, so finderskeepersrecords.bandcamp.com and you'll be able to find the Jerry and Holograms LP, and you'll be able to see for yourself. It is remarkably similar in uh, in instances, and uh, I thought I'd share it with you. So thank you, Fleek, for that. That's all your work, not mine. I'm just passing it on. Now it's time to lose our shit. <laughs>
I've not heard that for a while. A bit criminal, actually. That's Play Dead. That is Astrid from Scotland, the title track to their second LP from 2001. And before that, it was time for you to lose your shit. It, uh, it was time to draw, draw the curtains, you know, and uh, get a bit of privacy and go mental with a badminton racket. Well, not in this case, not too much guitar, but you could have gone uh, suitably mental dancing to that one. I used to love going to clubs hearing that song because it would just fit in with anything. Didn't matter whether it was a goth track before that or uh, even New Order afterwards, it just fit. Anyway, that uh, is Mark Moore, Pascal, Gabriel and Co. Debbie release Belter from 1988. That's the theme from S-Express, the 12-inch USA mix. And I uh, hope that you... Uh, Lost a few calories parading about to that one. Next up, before we get into our essential wax, which is brought to you by EverythingIndieOver40.com and uh, is featuring the Frank and Walter's debut record, uh, I have one more song to play for me from Dundalk Island. There's a, a chap called Finian with his debut single, and uh, the debut LP is, is out uh, very, very soon this summer. But here's a track called Even Flow to tide you over. It really is gorgeous. Very impressed with this. Big time. Back up with an even flow 
Duncan Walters, their debut single from 92, as produced by Edwin Collins. That's uh, the first of two songs that you're going to hear off this week's Essential Wax, as brought to you by the lovely folk at everythingindieover40.com. Join their legions, join their throng, 
and align yourself with like-minded music folk. They're brilliant, they are. That's why they're uh, in conjunction with Near Perfect Pitch. Frank and Walters, Trains, Boats and Planes from 1992 is our essential wax. And before I go into a little bit more detail, let you know that uh, we heard prior to uh, Happy Busman, old Andy James, we heard Even Flow by Finian uh, from Ireland as well, from, uh, from Dundalk, uh, Finian with his uh, debut single. And the WLP is out, I am reliably informed, by the summer. And I will keep you posted with new material by Finian. Gorgeous track that. Now, the WLP on Satanta, Go Discs by the Frank and Walters. Played one song, played their debut single, as produced by Edwin Collins, which I just mentioned. Happy Busman. Let's hear another one. Let's hear their fourth single, Fashion Crisis. It's New York.
was Snow Goose and Me by Tanya Donnelly. It's, uh, it's a song that features on her volume five of her Swan Song series from uh, 2014. That was co-written by Fred and uh, Fred 
has uh, remained very, very good friends with Tanya Donnelly, as he has with Kristen Hirsch from uh, their early, early days with Throwing Muses all the way through uh, through Belly as well, and also uh, going on tour with Kristen very, very recently. So that's a little bit of context for you. We already played some Tanya Donnelly at the beginning of the programme. Not really at the beginning, but it was, but it was a part of our, uh, our uh, Simeon Hattrick, wasn't it, earlier on in the programme. Now, Fred's got two mini-albums out, fredabong.com. If you want the Tanya stuff, tanyadonnelly.bandcamp.com. But this is all about Fred. Going to be talking to him in just a minute. But let's hear a song. Let's hear a rattler of uh, the debut six-track uh, EP or mini-album, depending on what you want to call it. When does an extended play become a mini-album? When does a mini-album become an extended play? Discuss amongst yourselves. Here's Homeless. Last year's debut mini LP, Homeless, which you can get your hands on by going to fredabong.com. Going to chat with him right now. He is a delight to talk to, and you're going to enjoy this, I'm telling you, because I know so. All the best, and I'll be back afterwards to play one more song by Fred and to say my goodbyes. Hey, Dara. Hey, Fred, how are you? I'm well, how are you? I'm not bad at all, thanks very much. Where are you? Nestled somewhere comfortably in Rhode Island? You got that right. Yeah, yeah. Are you, are you starting to pack your suitcase for the, the imminent tour? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, feeling a little overwhelmed about that, but yes, that's what's happening. Yeah, well, I can feel for you. Just because you're a musician doesn't mean to say that you are a willing traveller. Yeah, but, you know, it's been a while, so I'm, I am, at this point, very willing. Just, 
well, little views. Um, yeah, well, if I had the opportunity, I, I will ask you after the 22nd date and then see how you feel, yeah? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it might be a whole different, uh, different response. But, well, first off, congrats, because almost in a double quick-fire way, two six-trackers arrived. Like, yeah. And it's, it's basically, okay, where'd that come from? Yeah, that's a good question. And you know, I, I I I've got a burning question because all your all the bands that uh, you know, you've been in and related, etc. I've uh, I've followed and, and, and collected, and I was lucky enough to have a, a great chat with Kristen uh, quite a few weeks ago, oh. and uh, she speaks well. Of course, I know that you're you're very good friends, but uh, uh, she name dropped you as her favourite songwriter, which uh, is high praise. Uh, quite high praise, I agree. Yeah. So, uh, all that aside, it's 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 just lovely that that you've been able to to, to make this record and, and to the uninitiated, you might have been uh, you might have been pigeonholed as being uh, unidimensional in terms of you know uh, your musical output. But those that dig deeper know that you've written a whole load of songs, of which we're talking about primarily. We're talking about uh, the, the the new release pulsing right now. But yeah. of, of course. It's my understanding that you have an absolute litany of songs that you have written, and uh, twelve have been released thus far. So, uh, what can we expect for you? Are you going to be this prolific cat releasing stuff uh, um, quite regularly, or are you, are you being very, very uh, concerted and, and very, uh, very rhythmic and, and, and nice and uh, organic about how you want to release your, your work? Well, I have a lot of stuff that I've written, you know, along the years, and and. I kind of have always been recording on a shoestring and primarily thought of them as just archiving. Like they're all they're all kind of demo quality is, is the way I look at it. Yeah. Um, and I am constantly writing new stuff. I mean, I have um, probably another twenty or so songs already in the works. It's just a matter of Finding the time and the, um, the the sort of resources to do them justice. I still don't feel like I've done any of the any of the songs real justice in the recording, but just yeah. you know, um, as a way to get them out there, I kind of put them down in whatever you know um, quick and dirty way that I could. Well, to, to be to be frank, it doesn't sound quick and dirty, but I'm sure that you you know you would have liked to have nestled in a studio and, and camped out there for a few months, like uh, every musician's dream, and going back Absolutely. to the good old the good old days. But we all know right. that uh, you've got to strike a happy medium between being in a padded cell and getting material out there by being yeah. too so true, so true. <laughs> you know, so, yeah. Well, I'm I'm certainly very very glad that that, that you're making records, and, and I was wondering. Thank you. you know, well, it's a pleasure, and, and also, you know, back back when you were members of bands, as you still are now, with with you know, Fifty Foot and things like that. Yeah. Were, were you were you were you writing during that time frame? I'm talking, you know, to twenty five odd, odd years ago, thirty years ago. No, you, no, you know, I kind of always knew that I was on the sort of slow train to songwriting. Okay. Um, I kind of in my own thinking decided that I needed to really learn how to play every instrument <laughs> before I could take on the task of songwriting. So even when I was in the Muses and Belly, prior to that I had played drums in, in some bands back in high school and in college. So yeah. sort of 
transition from drums to bass and um, was always playing guitar kind of on the side, but, you know, kind of seeing uh, Kristen and Tanya as songwriters, I realized that, you know, I, I had a lot to learn as far as that part went. Great people to learn from, though. Oh, God, yeah. I mean, I couldn't have been luckier. The school, um, the school of Kristen and Tanya is fantastic. <laughs> it was probably the best school one could, could be uh, attending. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, and there was no no exorbitant uh, tuition fees either. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Which is good. Yeah. So, no, I, I wasn't writing. I kind of, you know, would come up with like the occasional set of riffs. And, you know, I did co-write some things with um, Tanya along yeah. the way. But yeah, um, nothing that really rose to the level of what I would call the song, especially lyrically. Yes. And I always knew that vocals would be the big challenge for me, sort of taking on that kind of... I mean, I'm, I'm intensely shy by nature, so kind of coming out of the background. <laughs> Drums are as far back as you can get. Right? So I'm <laughs> yeah. my way forward to the front of the stage. And here well, I am, well, the only way you can go... Later. The only way you can go is just to, you know, to, to the soundboard. That's about the only, the only place you can... <laughs> exactly you you right. can hide, hide behind the soundboard. But um, yeah. I, I understand that... that Kristen has a very, very, in many ways, a complex uh, machination of, 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 of songwriting, but she's very honest enough to, to, to basically put forth in simple terms that, that she operates as a conduit. Yeah. Um, and, you know, many artists uh, do adhere to that as, as, you know, they have a job to do, and um, their job is to, to essentially interpret what their... Uh, you know what they're fine-tuning into, and then make it palatable and interpretable for for, for others. Um, Brick Smith had the same kind of analogies, uh, almost almost this the same kind of approach and belief system as, as Kristen. Mm. I, I know I've read that that you you see images and, and you, in a similar vein, are almost an interpreter of what you're processing. Could you articulate it a little bit better in terms of, you know, Fred Fred receives sure. something, Fred interprets it, and Fred puts it down into something tangible. Yeah, I, I, um, I hadn't really ever tried to put it into, into words before, but it usually begins kind of, I guess it's physically, you know, you sort of, at least for me, it begins that way, sort of feel a little electrified, um, and usually that's when I reach for the guitar. Oh, okay, so there's an electrical electrical current you're the recipient of, and you pick up the guitar in the hopes that yeah, yeah, and, and exactly. And then whatever, I'll just start playing, and usually it seems like there's something happening, and I know that it's time to get the voice memo going before <laughs> before it disappears. Yes, get it down before you forget. Yeah, right. And oftentimes that's um, well, I would say half and half. It's either just a, a sort of full um, series of chords and um, riffs, and then uh, some accompanying like um, placeholder lyrics and, and melodies. Yeah. Other times it's a little bit more fully fleshed out. Sometimes I'll just get the that piece of guitar and then return to it. You know, months later with. It'll just start talking to me. I guess is the way I describe it. Well, that's reason enough to have your uh, archival memoirs of, of, of demos. Excuse right. me, revisit them, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's great. So, again, to, to touch upon the twelve that have actually made it, 
there's 20 that could conceivably, if, if someone just said, hey, hey, Fred, here's, here's a few grand, go and record these, this is, you, know, <laughs> yeah. you, know, you, could, you could rattle them out. Oh, definitely, yeah. I mean, I'm already kind of, I get bored very quickly once I've recorded something. I kind of am ready to move on. I don't so think that's I'm, bored. It's like it's like you just you finished that chapter. It's done. You've got to move on yeah, to the next one. You that's know? true. That's true. Yeah, it's more. I'm now having because I'm now going to be touring and playing these songs every night. I've got to consciously shut my those new songs off in some sense. I was talking to Christian the other day and telling her that they're starting to sort of get loud, and I have to. Turn, turn, turn the spigot off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, turn the spigot off. Yeah, you know, back to Kristen. She she's an absolute delight, and, and I know that you've worked, you know, in, 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 with her for many many years, and are very close. And, and I know that he's been, she's been very encouraging. This is not to say that Tanya hasn't, of course, but I've not had the luxury of speaking to Tanya in in, in recent years. So, sure. but I know that Kristen is quite possibly your biggest fan. She'll be in the front row for all your gigs. I'm pretty sure of it. <laughs> but. Um, in, ta- in terms of tan- tangibility, what, 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 apart from her obvious encouragement, and whether it's yeah. passive or you know, or, or even aggressive, depending on Kristen's mood, is mm-hmm. is, is, she, is she instrumental in, in getting you to write? Yes, um, I'll say that you know the stuff that I did for Homeless, which is the previous six song EP. Yeah, the fir- that's your first, for you like listening first, out there, that, that's, that's Fred's first, which I'll be talking about right. later, yeah. I mean, prior to that, I had kind of been quiet about the music because I was in the midst of getting my PhD. Okay, I was going to tie back to that because you, you, yeah. your, your education, and not just your education, but the subject matter that you have studied and in turn, you know, try right. and try and uh, pervade to other people, that, that, must, that must have an influence. But let's tie, let's tie back to that in a second. Sure. Yeah, it, it was just, I was just wrapping that up in some sense uh, when Kristen contacted me about, I, I had just really started picking up the guitar again in, in a more obvious way. And I had posted a little video on YouTube of a song that had been kind of laying around that I just finished, Equinox, that was, and it did end up on... Yeah, it's the fifth, fifth track on the first EP, right. yeah, yeah. Um, and kind of out of the blue, in a sense, she asked if I would open up for her on a couple-week tour at UK. Fantastic! And it is a, it is an intense tour. It is day right. after day. You, you're gonna, yeah. I mean, a lot of people think, oh, you're gonna, you're gonna get to see all the lovely. No, you're not. You're gonna be going from yeah. from bar to bar, from hotel to hotel, motorway to motorway, and. Right. Yeah, twenty. It's 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 a it's a great time to be touring, though. It really is. It's a oh. great time of the year, and you've got. By the time you leave, I think that uh, you will be uh, a lot more better known. Let's say after. <laughs> we'll see about that. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, let's go back. Let's go back to your wonderful education, because I know you have a, a PhD in humanities, which yeah. in itself is impressive in its own right, uh, and. You have an adjunct professorship in, in religious studies as well, I believe. Uh, and uh, right. what about the, the philosophy in the uh, the English? Are, are you qualified in those disciplines too? Um, I so in my in, as uh, a humanities PhD, I kind of you were given the option of specializing in two fields, and so philosophy gotcha. was one of them. Gotcha. And I was also looking into. Um, uh, 
uh, neuroscience. That's kind of what my PhD covered. Um, and occult studies. I'm also an astrologer. I don't know if that has come up in your research at all. <laughs> it, it's not, but uh, having said, I'll tell you, you're a hard guy to nail down, Fred, because you're very multi multidisciplined. I mean, all these things that you're interested in and in, 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 in some degrees excel in fascinate me. Uh, uh, how can philosophy, uh, the English language, religion, and facets of the humanities not be components of your lyrics and your output? It can't, can it? It can't not they, be. Yeah, I mean, they, they, of course, they, they are filtering in. Um, Con, you know, consciously or not. It's a very different world, though. I mean, academics, I don't know if you've spent any time there yourself, but it's a... I did, and I, honestly, yeah. I, 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 for all my troubles, I've got a BA in fine art that has done tantamount to nothing for me. Audio, <laughs> audio engineering, marketing, and a BTEC in computer studies. And okay, I, right. don't, I don't do anything <laughs> <laughs> that relates to those disciplines, but anyway, but yours is a, a, a lot more interesting, and, and I, I would I would imagine that it could only supplement your music. No doubt, because spending so much time really with the written word, um, and learning, I mean, I, I did so much writing during my time in, um, uh, at the graduate level that yeah. I just really got immersed in language itself. And so I, I honestly think that um, in a very indirect but substantial way shaped how I approached lyrics, obviously. That's what I was going to, going to ask you, because I, I'm infatuated with language. I'm, and I'm, it's not because I'm English. I'm infatuated with the English language, and it's all I can do to try and master one one language, and I marvel at people who are multilinguists. Right, uh, you know, so, so I'm, I'm sort of try, trying to, to go down this route with you because uh, your lyrics, I'd love, to, I'd love to actually have them, <laughs> like, a lot, like a lot of people would, because you know, you, you, know, you are articulate. I mean, you're not uh, incomprehensible when you sing, um, but it, it's it would be nice just to read them as prose without without uh, without the music, just to be able to try and get a tangible grip on them because I know they come from elsewhere, and, and I know you, I, I think I know you know what I'm talking about. Yes. Yes. Oh, it would be interesting just to have, uh, maybe, maybe when, when, you know, Fred's got nothing to do, which is, which is quite, quite possibly never, <laughs> maybe you could just post your lyrics, because it would be, it'd be great just to, to, to see them in their own right without anything audible. Just, just, well, just the great. Reading. Yeah, I never really thought about that. That's, I might take you up on that. Okay, okay. Well, just, just a suggestion, <laughs> and it was mainly a request and a selfish one of that, but anyway. Now, yeah. um, We've talked about how you pen pen songs and uh, and how how you you know you, you interpret them as such. Um, we've, we've talked about the tour that's forthcoming as well. We've talked about your education. You've worked you've worked with uh, Tanya. You well, actually contributed to uh, the Swan Song series, didn't you? I did. Yes. Yeah, which which in itself is super super cool. You mm -hmm. you lot need to know about it. Is there, is there anything else collaborative that that you've done of late that that I might not we might not know of or that you're Keeping close um, to your chest, or is it, was that the sort of last collab that you did? Well, I mean, I don't know if you knew about the um, Kurt Kirsten's last. Oh yes, of course. Last, yeah, you're on the LP. Sorry, duh. Yeah, you're on. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, of course. So, say, um, say for Kristen and uh, and the work with Tanya. Has anything uh, has anything been done with anyone else? Mm, no. Um, no, ma mainly uh, I've kind of been shifting into my own material basically cool um, cool i was also yeah. i was also wondering when, when i used to when, when i first 
by virtue of Copto twins and, and, and then becoming a, a 4AD lunatic in the 80s and then, and then, and then of course, yeah, there's this history that you know that Muses became the first, you know, American signed and then, and then of course. opened yeah. the doors for your friends, the Pixies, etc. Yeah, the music press is all we had, so you know the melody maker sounds and the anime. You're reading, you're reading about them, and yes. and, and I read with immense interest, uh, having at the time never been to North America and being you know a, a shit-headed little youth. You, you're trying to trying to trying to get your head around the fact that you know Christian's upbringing, Tanya's upbringing, you're the commune, that type thing. Yeah. Uh, has any of that? rubbed off on you and, and I'm not talking about the anarchic aspect because in speaking to Kristen about it um, mm. she speaks of it with great fondness it was it was it was sort of beautiful anarchy if you like as opposed to right. Uh, right. Uh, chaotic if you like and, yeah. and and you just spending just by virtue of spending so much time with with both of these wonderful people mm. um, how does that sort of parallel to your upbringing and, and has anything sort of permeated your mm. your way of life after having hung out with them and been well, you're fast friends with two of them, two two lifelong friends. Sure. Yeah, we we, Chris and I especially have discussed the um, the similarities in our childhood. May, part of it, and a big part of it, being that we grew up in the seventies. Well, that's yes. Well, that's that's the first thing. Yeah, I mean that 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 is the first sort of uh, filter, isn't it? Really. Right, and and so much of that was sort of inherently anarchic. Um, there was a lot of we were very much feral children. <laughs> feral children, that's a great way of putting it. Yeah, you were just and, uh, let loose I mean, in the morning I, and came back to eat at night. <laughs> I, literally, yeah. <laughs> um, well, I didn't have the, the commune or the hippie. I mean, my, my parents were, my dad was in, uh, from the Philippines. He was a much older, he came over during World War II, so he was, he was not a part of the hippie generation. No. But we were part of the 70s and part of kind of working class 70s, which was in a way a kind of de facto hippie <laughs> upbringing in a lot of ways. I think so. I think there's got a lot to be said for that, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Um, so we, the, kind of by magical coincidence, we shared a lot of, um, you know, commie beliefs. and. <laughs> Well, yeah, they would have been deemed commie then, but now it's, it would be yeah, deemed, it would be deemed yeah. progressive. <laughs> but right. absolutely, yeah, progressive, yeah. progressive, right? Yeah, yeah, but yeah, again, it's just lovely to find a commonality. I mean, you, you know, I'm lucky enough to have been in this industry and, and, and interview people, God knows, over the years, and it's it's a beautiful thing that you can have a friendship within an arrangement, which is a band. I mean, a band is a, is an operation as such, but if you can take it yeah. beyond that and it and it becomes something supernatural, and I don't mean supernatural, I mean really natural. Um, right. it, must be, it must be a wonderful thing, because I know that you, you, you typically don't take it for granted, but you must pinch yourself sometimes that you're uh, sort of still doing this. Absolutely, yeah. Um, it's funny, because when I bowed out however many years ago, um, I kind of knew that it wasn't forever, or, you know, that, that somehow I would, there would be a return. Uh, I sort of just intuited that um, it was going to come around again in a, some way. Um, so it's a it's a surprise, but not um, not a shock. I guess is the way to put it. Yeah, it's not a ninja attack. You knew it was coming. <laughs> <But> yeah, <laughs> it was, exactly. Just whatever it managed to metamorphosize. Right. Um, 
That's 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 a wonderful wonderful way of looking at things. And also, after after you've done this intense, it's almost like a, uh, it's almost like a training camp, doing your 22, 22 day tour. Yeah. So needless to say, you're going to have to come back and recuperate. Uh, any any plans for for spring, summer, and the festival season for for for, for seeing you out in North America? I believe there is some talk about yeah, U.S. tour, um, possibly Europe. Very None good. of that's been um, even close to nailed down, but I know it's it's certainly in the air. Yeah, yeah. It, it works yeah. good. I mean, well, first, the baby steps. It's good, you know, get, right. a, get on a transatlantic flight and do 22 days first, <laughs> and then, then worry, worry about the, the rest later. I was just yeah. curious because I, I know that... Uh, your, 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 your upbringing, as, you, as you've alluded to, and of course your musical education, which is everything from you know from vicious, vicious power punk to uh, to yeah. what what you deem. Uh, um, I don't know. Alternative seems to be a, a very very all encompassing word, but uh, uh, yeah, from, from from the four AD stable, from the ethereal to the uh, yeah. to the to the shoegaze to the punk, you've seen and done it all. Mm. But but when 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 you do have time. To sit down and actually do nothing, which I've already alluded to, is probably not very often. What, what, what are you listening to? I mean, I know it's, I know it's the vaguest of vague questions, but yeah, every day I'm antsy and itching to listen to something or other, either because it's new or because I want to listen to it again. Is this right. is, is this something that uh, is really doing it for you right now? That that old or old old or present doesn't really matter. I mean, you might have discovered Moby Grape yesterday. I don't know. I mean. <laughs> I kind of go through cycles, you know, um, again, this is a conversation I was having with Kristen about, uh, you know, during the writing phase, sometimes I'll find myself searching out something from my past, usually because there's a some kind of um, atmosphere that that song or that group of songs captured that I feel like I'm dealing with in a song and I just want to revisit it. So it, it kind of jumps around, but you know, things like, I can give you a kind of range, like early Iggy Pop stuff, like New Values and Soldier, that's that era. Yeah. Uh, some of the obscure, the singer from the Bad Brains, HR, he did some uh, solo stuff. This is your punk. This is your punk DNA coming to the absolutely, forefront. For absolutely, sure. big time. I mean, some of that stuff is just so visceral and like direct. I, it, it just does something for me. It always kind of brings me right back there. That's. Um, I, I. I just love the vernacular. I mean, it, it, it's. Yeah. It, it's the most powerful thing in the world. Music. It really, really is. And it's, oh, yeah, I agree. I agree. So, apart from Iggy, anything contemporary that you say? Hey, they're pretty good. Oh God! Um, Don't want to put you on the spot. I know, you no, know, I know it's a simplistic question, but it's a, it's a pain in the ass sometimes because you just can't you just can't siphon it through your brain. It's hard for me to sort of to um, be fair about contemporary stuff because because I'm so old. <laughs> I feel like I can immediately kind of draw the family tree and yes. that kind of ruins it for me. So I feel kind of unfair about that. Well, try, um, try and eliminate the judgmental and just, do you like it or do you not? Do, how's it derived? Who cares? It doesn't matter whether it sounds like muddy waters. I mean, do you like it or not? Ah, uh, gosh, I can't really... Don't worry. I don't want to stress you out, especially no, pre, yeah. especially <laughs> pre-tour, you know? I mean, I don't want to be responsible for any bad vibes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very bad. 
<laughs> wonderful. So I was going to ask you, if, if you wouldn't mind, from, from the, the, the wonderful six tracks of, of Homeless and the new, the new uh, six tracks on Pulsing, mm. could you please choose uh, two, two songs, one, one off each, for me to, to play? Wow, of course. Um, probably Rattler from Homeless. Excellent. And um, I would say probably Firefly from Pulsing. Okay, track two on both releases. That's subliminal. Is that how it worked out? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool in itself as well. Um, right, so I've got one last question for you, if you don't mind, Fred. And, and it really, it's got bugger all to do with music, but it's a, a question I always have and always will and ask everybody. And it's, it's hypothetically you're at my place and you've got a hot beverage in your hand and I come out of the pantry with, with the magic biscuit tin or cookie jar, depending on what part of the world you're from. And I uh, say, Fred, what biscuit slash cookie or derivative would you choose with carte blanche? What would, what would, you, what would you go for? Wait, where am I putting me <laughs> It's a magic cookie jar, biscuit tin. So I present this to you and say, okay, what biscuit would you like, past, present, or future? What would you go for? What biscuit? Cookie, huh? cookie. Oh, cookie, cookie, okay. Um... And it seems oh, the okay. most inane questions, but I'm sorry, biscuits are important. I need to know. No, I, it's, it's the most important question. Are you kidding me? That's why you made such deep thought. <laughs> I'm going to go with... Um, I'm a sucker for a, a peanut butter chocolate chip. Okay, yeah. nothing wrong with that at all. Uh, just so you know that Kristen, I'm trying to remember, she had some, uh, she had some real bastardized hippie group effort that didn't even have a name and she said they were just they were just different every single time but she <laughs> but that's what she that's what she plumped for anyway so you're the peanut butter chocolate chip nice. i shall duly send you uh, the updated infographic with you adjacent to uh, a biscuit of your choice in the next couple of weeks <laughs> beautiful my next rec album cover <laughs> yes a cookie but in, in the meantime it's been an absolute pleasure and, and best of luck safe travels i hope it goes swimmingly well and that you kill it over there i know you will and uh, and just so delighted that you're making records because oh, these two you. these two EPs are br brilliant and let's just let's just hope that uh, Fred just keeps making more. Oh, that's wonderful! Thank you so much. All the very best. Safe trip and talk to you soon. Okay. Take care. Bye bye. bye, -bye. And there you have it. That's uh, that's my chat with Fred. What an interesting chap! And if you have an opportunity, go and see him go and see anything related to Fred and uh, hopefully there'll be uh, an opportunity especially for uh, the American listeners to, uh, to see Fred on tour later this year hopefully you'll make it into Canada let's see how it goes in Europe you lot I think are on the agenda you already are anyway but uh, there'll be a return I hope because he's there right now doing a, a, a quite lengthy stint as if you, if you listened and paying attention you know exactly what's happening one more song the second of two as chosen again by Fred this is off the new and latest and second mini LP. This is uh, off Pulsing and a tune called Firefly. <laughs> to go, but it wasn't over. 
That's Fred Abong off his latest and greatest pulsing LP, fredabong.com. Massive thanks to Fred and uh, massive thanks to you for listening. And a reminder that this programme was brought to you by Fred Abong and the peanut butter chocolate chip. No less. As I say, thanks for listening. You lot make it all uh, worthwhile for me. Uh, you know, getting uh, getting organised to play a bunch of songs on a weekly basis sounds like a doddle, and it kind of is really. But it's all kind of redundant if no one's listening. So do me a favour, as I always ask at the end of the programme, try and get me more listeners. Appeal to people who need uh, assistance or those that you know will appreciate it because they're along the same uh, frequency, no pun intended, as yourself. Anyway, I'll be back next week with another bumper episode, 30 plus songs, tons of new releases. I think there'll be a couple of interviews next week, actually. Spread the word. All the best. Be well. Be nice to each other. And I'll be back next week. Ta-ra.